Welcome to Focus on Impact, the VPI podcast where the most renowned experts share their views on the main topics and trends that define the impact sector. I'm Alessia Gianoncelli, and today I will be co-hosting this episode with my colleague Gianluca Gaggiotti. And together we will put the focus on data and data harmonization with Raffaella De Felice. For more than a decade, EVPA has been showing how impact capital providers allocate their resources to maximize impact. We recently launched our latest report, Accelerated Impact, which is the first milestone of a collaborative effort that has no equals. In partnership with GSG, the Global Steering Group for Impact Investment, the European National Advisory Boards, and their academic partners. Gianluca, can you tell us more about this effort? Of course, Alessia. This collaboration started more than three years ago, thanks to a group of more than 30 market builders and highly committed data harmonizers, formally representing seven European countries. Italy, Spain, France, Germany, the Netherlands, the UK, and last but not least, Belgium. We won't lie, interacting with such a variety of stakeholders has been exciting and rewarding, but at the same time, quite challenging. The good news is that we were not alone in dealing with these pan-European challenges. This is why we are so excited to have here today the person who helped us initiate, coordinate, and shape this collaborative effort, Raffaella De Felice. Raffaella joined the GSG in May 2020 as Head of Knowledge and Community. Prior to GSG, she was Secretary General of the Italian NAB and Advocacy Officer at Human Foundation. She supported the empowerment of the Italian social sector through the promotion of tailored policies. An example is the support in the designing of the Social Innovation Fund approved in the 2018 Italian Budget Law. Raffaella, welcome and thanks for being here, also knowing that you are soon uh, off for maternity leave and this is one of your latest uh, last hours in, uh, in your office. Thank you, Gianluca, and thank you, Alessia. I'm so delighted to be here, to, to be with you, I mean, and to fill my last hours of work with this incredible podcast. And yeah, thanks. That's uh, nice. So thank you. Thank you, Raffaella. So I'll start saying that our reports shows uh, a European market for impact investment of 80 billion euro, which has been growing by a substantial 26% from 2020. And out of these 80 billion, at least 32 have some elements of additionality, which is defined as the positive contribution that would not have happened without the investment itself. Going to Raffaella, we would like to hear from you what is the result that surprised you the most in our study and why. Yeah, thanks, Alessia, for this question. I think let's address immediately the elephant in the room. Uh, you rightly said that this study uh, is is highlighting 80 billions as the direct impact investing market in Europe. But let's say that uh, there are other numbers that we need to consider um, when, when we are saying this, this amount. And it is the, the, the total amount of asset under management today in Europe that is actually under the trillion umbrella. And it is considered to be 17.8 trillion. Uh, while if we move into the sustainable and ESG space, we have 3 trillion of asset under management. So, I mean, you can see it by yourselves that, I mean, from trillion, we pass to the billion sector with impact investing. Uh, it's a good number. Uh, as you said, it is growing uh, year after year, but it's not enough. 
we want more. We want to be a much bigger piece of the entire investment market in Europe. Thank you, Raffaella. And indeed, this is really our hope. And let's continue on numbers and comparison. So can you also explain us why there is such a difference between ours and the gene, the Global Impact Investing Network estimate for Europe, which is, according to their report and analysis, 560 billion euro compared to our 80 billion? Yeah, of course. And this is a very good question, especially because if I recall correctly, the gene report uh, went out a few months before our report. So I think that everyone had this question in their mind when, when they saw, when they saw both reports. Um, short answer is that we considered, um, only direct investments and unlisted assets, while the gene report is considering also indirect investments and listed assets. Um, that's, let's say, the, mo the, the biggest methodological uh, difference. Uh, but then there is also difference uh, in, uh, in defining the market, defining the space that we were investigating. Uh, let me say that this is good because it's better if there are different methodologies out there that um, investors and market players can use to, to operate in this space um, as long as these methodologies are well explained and transparent as it is the case of EVPA and the gene, of course. Thank you, Raffaella, for such a clear explanation. Hopefully now everyone has in mind what to answer when receiving these questions about numbers and differences in between our study and the gene one. Uh, Gianluca, would you like to add something maybe on these numbers? Yes, uh, thank you, Alessia. Uh, I think uh, it is a great sign that these investments with intention to generate a measurable impact on people and planet passed this trillion globally. But I think it is important to recognize the different actors and the different roles that they play to develop solutions that work at scale within this trillion. It is quite evident from my perspective that a 10 million investment of BlackRock Global Impact Fund into a listed company, for example, is very different from a 100k equity investment into an early stage impact venture done by a small impact fund with 50 million of total asset under management. So right now, these two investments are within the same pot and are together within the trillion that the gene estimated globally. And obviously, we don't want to say anything about whether uh, these assets are, uh, are the, one of these two investments is better than the other or uh, talk about which, is, which one is more needed in the, in the market. Our goal is really simpler, but it's really recognizing these different nuances of impact investment so that all market players can allocate resources more efficiently and capital can flow where it is more needed. And lastly, let me mention that uh, it's an important, uh, that we started focusing on, as Rafaela said, on the unlisted segment of the market, which is where our knowledge lied historically. That's, that's where, where we had more, more knowledge about that segment of the market, but also because there is still a lack of commonly agreed criteria to define what impact investing is and means in practice in the listed market. So we are definitely committed into diving into that trillion, diving into that difference that was outlined before 
and understand what different nuances of impact investing are there. Thank you. Thank you both for your insights on data. And let's now focus on the collaborative effort that kept us busy in the last three years. So, Raffaella, what was the moment when you thought we are not going to make it? And when instead did you realize we would have made it? Uh, thanks for this question, Alessia. As you said, this was a truly collaborative effort and collaboration is great, is amazing, but can also be very challenging, <laughs> especially when you have so many different countries and organizations and people. Um, when when I thought we're not going to make it, well, maybe maybe exactly at the beginning of this adventure, to be honest, uh, because at the beginning it 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 felt impossible to align so many different views in terms of let's define the space of impact or let's define the timeline of this project, uh, the main objectives of this project. Well, I mean, the starting point, I think, was very challenging. And I have to be honest, I had the moment of saying, hmm, we are not going to make it. Um, but then we had an amazing session uh, I remember it, it was during uh, COVID, the deep COVID moment, uh, everything was online and we had this online session during the European Social Economy Summit. And incredibly, uh, after months of discussions, conversations and uh, sharing thoughts, we had that session where everyone was saying, I want to do it. I want to, to keep working using these platforms as EVPA and the GSG to align our, our impact investing market sizing methodologies. Um, and so, well, yeah, that was a kind of, uh, the, 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 the most important moment, I think, for this project. The first time that we heard yes. And yeah, and so we, we kept going from there. Nice. And uh, indeed, uh, I remember Gianluca was also part of this session and uh, I remember the excitement uh, uh, when, when he sent me a vocal message about how the session went. So indeed, it was a great moment. But um, in your view also, uh, Raffaella, we, we thought about the best moments, but what was the main uh, challenge uh, we, we faced? Uh, and, and also, I mean, hopefully we, we also overcame. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me share something very practical, okay? Because, of course, there are methodological uh, discussion, conversation, what's impact, what's in and what's out. But there are also some very practical aspects uh, that at the beginning were, were true challenges. Uh, for example, data sharing. It's not easy to share data across different countries in Europe. And actually, this was the core of this project. We need to put together our data and our knowledge of your piece of the market. Uh, how do we do it? And we had to find a way, I mean, memorandum of understanding and agreements to make it possible. Uh, or for example, the timeline alignment, we were asking to everyone to align to our survey, I mean, to a launch of the survey. And we are talking of uh, eight, seven, <laughs> nine different organizations to align their timelines on that. Well, not not easy at all. I know these are two very practical aspects, but let me say that was a huge part of this collaboration piece. Thank you. Thank you, Raffaella, for sharing. And uh, Gianluca, having closely worked with you on this, I know we faced few challenges, which of course we all overcame, but what was the main one, uh, according to you? 
So thanks, Alessia. I think uh, there's uh, one practical I'd like to mention, which is uh, something that people may not think of, but it's the different languages. So when you actually want to collect data on impact investment, you need to also adapt all the questions, all the information, all the methodologies to the different languages in the different countries, which uh, seems pretty straightforward, but I assure you that it's it's not as straightforward as, as it may seem. But I think... Uh, like methodologically speaking, I think the diversity of approaching of approaches to impact investing was really the main challenge because we have one single term, impact investing, but each country has very different meanings and means very different approaches to investments. So I think in that uh, in in overcoming this challenge, because as Alessia said, we are here today to talk about our first milestone. So we managed to overcome some of some of some of partially this challenge I would say not fully yet but uh, there are two elements I'd like to mention that I think played a crucial role uh, in overcoming this specific challenge so first of all was the possibility to rely on widely acknowledged frameworks like the ABC categorization of the impact management project or the triad of impact the intentionality measurability and additionality I think this really uh, gave us the possibility to create some bold alignment among the partners to stick on these methodologies and reflect the markets according to, to them. And then I'd like to mention the one that for me was even more crucial that, that this harmonized and, and uh, um, well, well known and acknowledged frameworks which is the strong commitment of this community of like-minded individuals because we really wanted to achieve a common goal and this this really made a difference. So the common goal for us was and still is a harmonized European study on impact investing. We are not there yet, but I, I still feel that the commitment is higher than ever and that we all want to get there and we will get there. Yeah. Can I just uh, integrate a bit what Gianluca said? Uh, because that's true. I mean, this group is incredibly committed, but this was also a bottom-up initiative because, I mean, EDPA and GSG, we supported in coordinating the group. Uh, we supported in creating some shared tools for everyone, in creating this shared analysis. But this was really, I mean, a nub led initiative, so a local ecosystem-led uh, initiative. They wanted to do it, and they asked us to be the kind of platform to collaborate together. So, yeah, it's true. They are committed, and especially this was their idea. <laughs> they started everything. Thank you. Thank you, Gianluca and, uh, and, and Raffaella. And indeed, uh, we, we will not stop thanking the National Advisory Boards and their academic partners for the effort that they also made in, in collaborating with, uh, with us and among themselves, because uh, indeed this was, uh, I think, a great uh, collaborative effort uh, that took also some energy. And maybe I can say something on the challenges, something really practical again, because uh, um, we, we realized that the first uh, um, step to do was to cut or to change a little bit questions and, and questionnaires. So as a VPA, we had a questionnaire that we were using since 2010. But then when we started this collaboration, we started putting our questionnaire out there and say, okay, what are the questions that we need to cut? So basically, 
everyone should should have, I mean did this exercise and uh, in the end we all had to give up a little bit uh, our independency but this was the only way in which we could really collaborate so I think it was challenging but in the end we came up with one unique questionnaire a little bit tailored maybe in some geographies but still I think this was a great uh, great results and really a, a good sign of, of collaboration among different actors. So uh, to reinforce the message about the, the, the importance of this work, uh, despite, of course, the complexity that it brings, uh, uh, can you both, uh, Gianluca Raffaella, tell me why such collaboration is so crucial for the impact sector? Raffaella. We had a very clear objective, that it was to bring clarity, coherence, and harmonization in the market. Why? Because we want to attract more capital in the market, in the impact investing market. Uh, to do it, uh, lack of data we know is a huge challenge for all the players. Investors need data to understand if they can invest in this sector, if it is actually a sector. Policymakers need comparable data across countries to create an enabling environment for the impact investing market to grow. Uh, social businesses need this data to understand if they can adapt or readapt their business models in order to attract these new capitals. So data are needed to all the pillars of the market, to all the players operating in this market. And uh, with so many methodologies, so many market builders working on different approaches, it was very difficult to have this clarity for the European market, really considered as a regional market. Uh, and that's why it is so important. If I can go, if I can go ahead, I think I want to compliment on what Rafa said, because on one side, we were really committed to mobilize more resources for impact. But another important objective of this collaboration is to ensure that the impact market works efficiently. And we need to make sure that the right type of capital flows into areas where it's, it is needed the most. And we can do that only if we have data. There is only one direction we can take, which is collecting the data and informing the stakeholders with reliable and comparable data. This community has understood this. And if we want to grow the impact investing movement and its transformational power, we need to first agree on the criteria to define the different nuances of impact investing, but most importantly, how they are operationalized. Because on one side there is theory, but then there is practice. And we are committed to understand how these criteria, these theory, these frameworks are actually operationalized by the different actors present in the market. The positive note here is that we can rely on the great work that is done at national level by our partners and we feel the duty as networks to actually scale those national practices at the European level in collaboration with GSG, the NABs, their academic partners. Because the knowledge, we feel the knowledge is there, the efforts are there. We only need to scale those national practices and agree on a common methodology. Great. Thank you both. This is exciting and reassuring. So very much looking forward to, to the next steps of this, uh, this consortium. And to look at the future, Raffaella, what can the audience expect from this collaboration moving forward? 
yeah, I'd say great things they can expect. <laughs> no, we definitely want to go ahead with this effort. We want to improve it. We want to attract more partners. We want to bring even more clarity and be able to describe even better the European market. So for sure, it will be we will improve it in terms of numbers, of participants, and of the way we, we are going to describe the sector. But let me also say, uh, I mean, what we are expecting from the audience, <laughs> if I may, because we are expecting more uh, support, if possible, on, on this effort. And for support, I mean, just uh, being aware that it is happening and and be part- participative with this with this with this pro- with this project thank you thank you raffaella and uh, maybe a last question uh, again since uh, we we were in this effort together and uh, we explained uh, again the, the complexity uh, the challenges and and everything maybe i'll start uh, i'll start with gianluca and and then i'll uh, i'll leave the the last word to to raffaella Uh, can you tell me something, Jaluka, uh, on, on the key learnings maybe that uh, this experience had for, for you? Yeah, thank you for, uh, for the question, Ale. I think for the audience that is connected, that is not uh, knowledgeable about impact and the impact ecosystem, I think it's important to, to generalize a bit some of the learnings that these uh, pan-European multi-stakeholder collaboration uh, actually um, gave us. So I'd like to mention uh, maybe one that really made a difference. In my view, it was always, uh, it's a combination of two, so maybe it's more two than one, but it's the combination of aligning on one long-term objective that has to be common, that has to be a strong alignment about what you want to achieve with the collaboration because that's really what makes the difference in moments of difficulties, because there's always moments in which you have limited time, you have limited capacity, the resources are scarce. So knowing the value that the common goal have uh, really makes the difference in those moments. And another element which is linked to it is the democratic approach. If there are And, and obviously that takes a lot of energy and time. But if there are moments in which there are some decisions that needs to be taken, some, just making an examples, but the questions to be included in the final questionnaire, those are not easy decisions to make because they have everyone in a consortium as, as, their, as their own interest. But if you are democratic in a way and you allow everyone to present their views, their pros, their cons, then we vote, the majority wins, and that allows us to move forward. Otherwise, you really risk to get stuck into, into elements that doesn't really help you or allow you to, to achieve your objectives. So I think that's my recommendation for anyone that wants to try such a multi-stakeholder and collaborative approach. If I can integrate just one second what Gianluca said, um, that's, that, that's true. You said something interesting that we, we have created a sort of process. We have a best practice here. And you know that the GSG has a global scope. We work also in other regions. And there is, I mean, these, these initiatives are, has raised a lot of interest in other regions of the world, of other 
national advisory board, local ecosystems that we would like to replicate these initiatives, like not taking the same methodology, but adapting this process to their region. So that's also something that we expect for, for the future or that we hope for the future, being able to replicate it in other, in other regions. Thank you very much, Rafaela and Alessia, for your time. It has been a great conversation and I hope it was of interest also to our audience. If you're curious and want to know more about the consortium, we encourage you to visit the data section of our website where you can access the results, read the full report and stay updated on the future activities of the consortium. This has been the second episode of the VPA podcast Focus on Impact. Thank you for your attention and stay tuned for new discussions on other impact topics. Bye.